the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. John DePietro and AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Well, it is Wednesday. God, it already seems like it has been a long week, but it's Wednesday. It is uh, August 4th. And I want to just um, start off by touching on the fact that I thought... Governor McKee, you're seeing someone really coming to the Rhone who's very calm and composed, uh, especially when it comes to the mayor of Providence, Mayor Lorza. There is a, a violence problem in the city. The mayor has um, created some problems for himself that now there's just this element of lawlessness. Now, in regards to the the young woman from Warwick that lost her life, uh, just senselessly, senselessly shot and killed, no reason, uh, over the course of the weekend— uh, thanks to three generous donors, there's now a reward up to $15,000 for any information that leads to the arrest and conviction of those responsible. Folks, the police can't do it alone. Uh, this is a tough crime. It is terrible. It's, and the ATVs continue to run the city. It's an element of lawlessness. But I think uh, it was interesting yesterday that Governor McKee is not hesitating to call out Mayor Lorza. Governor McKee, yesterday, if you heard the briefing, I'm going to play some of the sound coming up a little bit later, but he had no problems in qualms saying that when it came to his interaction with Mayor Lorza last week, he thought that his state police do, uh, detail, that they were totally within the bounds of their rights, uh, that their number one job is to protect. He also said that we didn't see the first 15 to 20 seconds of this where apparently Mayor Lorza came in really hot and that's what drew their attention and then, um, you know, really focused on. So, you know, this is someone who he is like spiraling out of control and he's taken the city with him. And it is uh, and it's a dangerous situation. You've got to have people on board. Public safety should be number one. Mayor Lorset has made it very clear in his mind. Public safety is not a big concern of his. He feels that certain qualities of life uh, can take a back seat to he doesn't think that people should get arrested for for various things he's willing to let uh, things kind of go by the board so to speak he's willing to let quality of life suffer for what he thinks should just be basic freedoms and I disagree with that uh, and anyone you know when I hear from different people um, you know it's one thing that it's around the 4th of July and people setting off fireworks but then it's a Sunday night and there's loud music at 2.30 in the morning and you have to go to work the next day. These are the types of things that just completely uh, people just say, like, I can't take this anymore. I am fed up. I call. No one reach, reaches out. You can't deal with these people. Lawlessness. Now, on the national front, I also thought Governor McKee, he has spoken out about uh, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. And that is, I mean, this guy, if you read this, this goes beyond what we initially uh, thought or heard about this he seems even more Cuomo now he's more like a Harvey Weinstein where it, the, the Harvey Weinstein horror in just what a despicable individual Harvey Weinstein is and was is it just became like that was his routine and it's like Cuomo during the course of the day he, no matter who he encountered he just felt that he was in this position it was like a game that he could get away with it and then he starts you know, hugging everyone and kissing everyone and then thinking like that's his get out of jail free card. You know, did I go in and did I he put his paws all over and manhandle some woman in this room? Yeah, but hey, I did it to the two women next to her and I did it to the two guys next to them. That That's hardly a defense. So, folks, again, um, we have a lot to talk about. Violence in Providence continues. Governor McKee, 
And then we'll also uh, talk about the situation that is going on in uh, just the country with this Cuomo thing. Where even President Biden, who was on the same page, they were allies. Even he's calling for him to resign. So a lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the award-winning now website, which is DePietro.com. Joining me right now, he's a columnist for the Boston Globe, primarily focuses on Rhode Island. It is Dan McGowan. And Dan, last week, I, I'm going to argue that, um, granted, a long way to go, but I think it was, uh, <clears throat> we'll look back and say it was a defining week in many ways, not in a good way, but for Providence Bay or Jorge Orlorza, who you have covered since he burst on the scene 2013 2014 announcing he was running from there and um let let's start off if you don't mind but just what you've heard in behind the scenes starting with last wednesday it was a week ago seems like a long time ago but he somehow thought it would be a good idea to have this press conference outside governor mckee's office about the teachers contract it was not well covered seemed kind of frustrated and then uh leading to this now infamous encounter at Waterfire. Yeah, I mean, John, you you described it pretty well. Defining week. I mean, there's another way to put it. Worst week of his political yeah. career. Yep. Um, the interesting thing about this uh, and about sort of the way I think Mayor Lorza is interpreting it um, is probably not going to surprise you all that much, which is I think – 
he is so used to being to sort of being criticized and in his eyes in his eyes unfairly criticized i would disagree obviously that he he kind of is writing this off and i know his staff especially is writing off what happened last week as yeah it looks bad probably could have handled it better but no one will cut me any slack i mean i had a, a staffer say to me uh right after it happened if Buddy Cianci did this, it would have been celebrated as an act of, you know, Providence's mayor sticking up for kids. And I, I, what, what this goes into, and I hate to over kind of psychoanalyze it, is you said it. I mean, I've covered the mayor for a really long time. And I think, I think all politicians to some degree are like this. But I think especially the mayor of Providence, this mayor, the last one, Cicilline was like this. <laughs> You, you get into such a kind of such silos and so focused on the, the people that kind of do support you that you start to discount everybody else in, you know, everyone that has a different opinion than you. And the reason you get away with it in Providence is you haven't had a Republican elected to the city council in 30 years. You haven't sure. had any sort of real opposition and and, and I, I look at it with, with the mayor right he you know gets elected years ago beats buddy cianci so he thinks to himself oh i'm you know i'm riding high I've, I've got there and then you start to chip away at it right so first it becomes oh uh, john DePietro criticizes me well john DePietro hates everybody so so i can write that off and right. then and then you say you know, channel tw- Dan McGowan, Channel Twelve, or or you know whatever the the journal is criticizing me. Um, well, they, they're always looking for a story, so th- they have their own angles, they have their own agenda. And suddenly, you do this with everybody. You do this with the East Siders that don't like you. You do yep. this with you know, oh, I didn't hire their friend, so they don't like me. And suddenly, you get to a point six and a half years later where. The only people around you are people who are either true believers, they think you are the bee's knees, right? The best mayor there could ever be, or they're sticking on for their lives because they want to continue to cash a paycheck, and you have nothing else. You're not listening to anybody. You you act, in this, in this case last week, irrationally, um, and that's how you get to a point where you're still today. I mean, Mayor Lorza today is still saying... Oh, look, I just raised another $200,000. I have the second most money in the governor's race. Yep. Uh, I'm not so bad. It's it's not as bad as, as people are making it out to be. And that's where we are today. Mayor Lorza does not think last the last week has been the worst week of his political career, whereas oh everybody else in Rhode Island, you and I included, would say clearly it was that bad of a week. Hey, McGowan, I spoke with a very experienced political person in in last week after this happened and said you know what's interesting about this is the dynamic of this person i won't say who it was but said most of the time the mayor the battles are all with you know the city council and trying to get this passed and they're blocking me on this and and that's kind of an arena where a mayor you know carries a lot of weight it's the mayor it's the mayor against the head of the city council or this person or that person he you don't hear anything about that all of his battles are Right now, seemingly statewide, and they're they're not battles that are necessarily are battles that he can win. And they're not battles. So go back, use, and this is a little bit before my time, but you were square in the middle of it. You know, when David Cicilline was mayor and he had yep. a Republican governor to fight yes. with, at least in his eyes, he was representing the Democrats and Don Kachiri was representing the Republicans. Sure. And so you could say, well, I'm fighting with a you know, with right. the Republicans. I'm fighting with the foe. Exactly. Easy foe. Yeah. In this case, you're fighting with the incumbent Democratic governor who right now is very popular. Um, and, and so it doesn't look good. You're right. I mean, it, the way this normally works is you can steamroll the city council in Providence because the Providence City Council, they don't know how to handle press. They don't, you know, sometimes they do well. Some of them are savvier than others. But generally speaking, you know, the mayor gets to hold a press conference anytime he wants. The city council right. doesn't. No. Um, and so you're right. But now this this idea that, you know, this is what taking it to the state level means. Right? Yeah. He wants to be the governor. And so he has to kind of take his fight, to, you know, to Dan McKee. 
but uh, he really he just misread. I think he misread the views of of people. I think there are you and I have talked about it for months. There are people, and and, and we could talk about the Providence teachers contract. It's not and we will. It's not perfect, whatever. <laughs> right. But you can't go and nearly challenge the, the governor of Rhode Island to a fight at a nonprofit event. Yeah. Uh, he, he just misread this. And like I said, I really go back to it. Everybody around him is telling him it's not as bad as it seems. You're great. The governor's the one that's wrong. Whereas everybody else is looking at this and saying, oh, my God, that was, you know, the, he, he should be rethinking whether he runs for anything at all next year. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Now, Dan, maybe you have insight on this, because I'm hearing from someone who is a supporter who they claim that this is being guided by a consultant. It was a consultant that told him, you know, you got to draw attention to the contract and told him to do the press conference. It was a consultant that said, you're going to show in front of the media, uh, you know, that you're tough against the governor. And then someone else I talked to said, no, this is an audible. He's calling all these on his own. Any any insight on this? I fall on, and I'm not going to pretend I know, you know, you look through campaign reports and you see who you're hiring and stuff like that. That's the best I can do. I lean towards the latter point. I think this is the mayor thinking he has a moment mm. and kind of going at it on his own. I mean, you know, there's a, there was a lot of debate last week about how scripted was his, you know, going after Dan McKee. I would say, I think you and I would both agree, certainly he knew what he was going to do when he got yeah. to the water fire event. The, yep. the, the difference between him and a lot of politicians is <clears throat> he, I don't think he pulled that ahead of time. I think, no. I, I think he was legitimately angry. I've seen him maybe three or four times in his career, almost always funny enough for a Democrat dealing with public employee unions where the mayor gets, um, you know, uh, blindly angry he, he you know firefighters at one point teachers a couple of times he he gets very very upset and i think he thought i think he thought this out a little bit and said i'm gonna you know make a little bit of a scene here try to draw attention to this but i don't think it's you know driven by what uh what others tell him to do and one of the reasons i i, I tend to believe that's true is he hasn't shown up as as hiring very many consultants. We don't know, you know, who is really advising him other than, you know, a very, very kind of small group, including his wife and others, um, you know, who, who have always been with him. And so, yeah, I think it's more of he, you know, he, he kind of came up with this on his own and then really kind of went all in on it. Um, a political operative that I talked to said it reminded him of, Sometimes right before a candidate's going to walk out on stage in a debate, a, a campaign consultant will say, no, remember, you, you know, you need to be animated, show a lot of energy. And then the, the person doesn't have time to practice that and properly process it. So they go out and they just start talking very fast <laughs> and they don't have a chance, right, to practice the play. And that's that to me what it seemed like. Like well, he had an idea of what he wanted to do, but it, it, like total F in the, in the delivery. Why do you think Governor McKee has – has handled it because as someone mentioned to me last night, you know, they certainly have a chance to kind of let the person off the mat. But if you saw the the briefing yesterday, I, I was throwing batting practice and he was slamming them out of the park. Oh yeah. I, I think the governor has handled this <laughs> uh, the way the governor of Rhode Island would or should handle this. He's, he's sort of swatting at flies here and kind of yeah. saying, look, you know, I'm, I'm the bigger man here. The mayor was inappropriate. And uh, we're going to move forward. And you know what? He has the credibility to back that up, right? Yes. You know, he can say, again, whether the contract is good or not, I got a contract done. You gave up your schools. He can draw a very clear contrast. I think the one problem that that he runs into potentially um, is Dan McKee's life is a lot easier if Mayor Lorza is a candidate for governor. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, the more people, the merrier. And then, the, you know, then the, the governor gets to kind of run a moderate path to, to, to a primary victory. Um, it, the last week has been so bad for Mayor Lourdes. I don't think Mayor Lourdes is, you know, again, he's got a million dollars, so he's ready to, he's still going to do this. But um, I, I do think that the governor handled this so well and the mayor handled it so bad that there will be a revisiting of the conversation with Mayor Lourdes to say, hey, 
maybe it's not your time to be the governor. And I think uh, it doesn't mean Governor McKee can't still win a primary, but he would like more people in this race uh, as opposed to fewer. Yeah, and definitely Alorza. So, <clears throat> Mayor Alorza, excuse me. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega M-E-G-A, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401 401- 439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote, 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, who, Dan, I, I really enjoyed the way you broke out uh, the campaign financing, how much they've raised is interesting. You took a unique approach, tying it into Greg's and Death by Chocolates. <laughs> Talk about the field. Um, boy, one thing about the general treasury, certainly making a statement. Absolutely. You know, for, and for people out there who are listening and saying, what is what is he talking about? What we did for a roadmap, my daily newsletter yesterday was, uh, you know, go through who has most money. And then I said, you know, here's what it what that equal that money, a million dollars or a million five equals in uh, Greg's death by chocolate cakes. Right. It's a silly say like, here's a different way to be, you know, kind of personable. And here's what it all means. And you're exactly right. I mean, uh, Seth Magaziner has proven to be uh, one of the strongest fundraisers, certainly the strongest fundraiser in this governor's race. He's got more than a million five now, um, which is significant. You know, like you start to get to yeah. that two, two and a half million, which is where you'll probably be, see him, you know, a year from now. That's what it costs to, to win a governor's race in Rhode Island. And so he's, he's well on his way. You are starting to see uh, Governor McKee really make a move. He raised a lot of money in the last quarter. Uh, Mayor Lorza is still there, though, raised more than $200,000. So did Nellie Gorbea. So, you know, 
what you look at in these reports, it, you always look for the signs of where's the weakness. And, yep. you know, when you start to see somebody tail off or have a weak quarter, that's where, especially a year out, that's where you start to say, oh boy, you know, that person's probably not going to be in it for the long run. Right now, those four kind of top tier candidates, the governor, magaziner, Gorbea, and Alorza to some degree are all, they're all doing what they have to do to be candidates. And there's nothing in their campaign reports that suggest uh, they're going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. <clears throat> and especially the, the two that you might think be lacking a little bit might be Nelly Govia, Secretary of State, and who's the only announced candidate That's officially, right. right? And Governor McKee even obviously is there, but hasn't fully announced just yet. But uh, but her and Mayor Alorza are going strong. Dan McGowan, I also just want to circle back to get your thoughts on. <clears throat> so Mayor Alorza has the dust up Wednesday night. Thursday, they schedule a Zoom with the reporters. Uh, I think you were the first one out of the box with the questions on that. And I'll tell you, you know, Friday, I was surprised because I actually went. They were unveiling five or six new fire trucks and so forth, the safety complex. And I mean, I covered Mayor Cianci, who would walk out of the courthouse steps during blood and all and still be chatting with the media, give you a soundbite, quote, whatever. He, he actually ducktailed and yeah. ran, and then he did the same thing at the next event. And my thing is, if you're going to be, hey, listen, I got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, and I'm the tough guy in the race, and, you know, as you said, I'm going to fight for the kids. If you're going to carry that mantle, you're going to carry the mantle. You you can't, like, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. But what what is your thoughts on, on just, to, I'm curious your reaction to the, decision we know why they did it was to control it but the zoom with the reporters last thursday where he yeah. doubled down yeah i mean the the thing that we were all going into it saying was um you know the only question that matters is does he apologize right yes the the, the idea that you know he, he he got the contract from me right i reported it last right. week yeah and that was the Huge only scoop by the way the, thank we're you very get much. To that. it was the only reason why they even knew what was in the contract right and so he, you know, he wanted to have this, uh, you know, this conversation. He thought he was able, he was going to be able to, because of what he did the night before, because of confronting the governor, he was going to get his chance to have everybody take him seriously and list his grievances with the contract. And, you know, before it started, I was on the phone with his staff saying, look, he's not getting a single question that's going to be meaningful about the contract. The guy yeah. confronted the governor in public yeah. and got caught on video doing it. And it, he just, he tried to press on I me. Mean, you heard it. I think, I think the first, I asked the first couple, then the, there must've been four or five questions right in a row that yeah. were basically to be clear, mayor, are you saying you don't apologize? And he right. refused to kind of, he, he didn't flat out say, no, I'm not apologizing. He just kind of read through his statements and tried to go on and on. Yeah. I think it's a poor showing because because of, of the, the reason you just described. If, if you're going to be, right, you can't say, well, Buddy Sancy would have been treated differently if you're not going to go all in here and right. say, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll talk to anyone, anytime, anywhere. And I'll say this too. You know, I said to, to, to the mayor, to the mayor's people, sort of off to the side, look, you know, I get it. You're, you're going to get all these questions about, uh, about the fight or the confrontation have mayor get on the phone with me. I'll talk to him about the contract. Let's go over it. And, you know, when he's still going to get all the questions that he's normally going to get, but I'll do a story on his actual grievances. And he didn't want that because he didn't want the one-on-one -on -one wow. kind of, um, uh, you know, he wanted and he wanted the, the, the kind of controlled setting of uh, being able to do it on zoom and being able to kind of, you know, mute people if he wants, or just talk through you, which which he has a tendency to do. Um, so I, I think it came across really poorly. It was a bad look to. Uh, I think he muted or staff muted Steph Machado yeah. at one point, or his assistant did. Teresa, it, that that's exactly yeah. right. And, you know, or, some of that's inside baseball, some of that's yeah. piping, but. It, 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 you know what doesn't happen in live press conferences? The mute button. That's right. Uh, and I think that's that's a problem. He's got to start. He's going to be this guy that's going to be tell it like it is. That's going to be, you know, aggressive. 
He's got to do that all the time. You can't run away from John DePietro. You can't hold. I was him. shocked. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, oh, okay. He's so he's going to be aggressive now and be like, "What do you got? Go ahead, shoot." And right. instead, he ducktails and like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What happened to Wednesday night with you going to face the community? Right. What happened? You can't take the cowardly out. You're escaping through the back door. By the, the way, if you public really, safety complex, if you, time out here. If you really want a headline, you should take a swing at you. It'll be a great yes. story. Fine. <laughs> and Dan McGowan, you did write a column where you and and folks, huge scoop. Dan McGowan actually got a copy of the the teacher's contract and and even. I wanted to get your reaction to what you think of Mary Beth Calabro and her tweet saying that whoever, however you obtained it, uh, you know, was kind of lousy to put it mildly. But, uh, you know, you, you wrote a column saying he's not entirely wrong in this. But what I noticed was when given the opportunity, he couldn't punch out the ABC, which is what's wrong with it? A, teachers take Mondays and Fridays off. B, principals still can't hire. The, like he still, when given the platform, he couldn't just like bang it out really easy. Like, give us the elevator pitch on what's wrong with it. That's right. Well, I mean, one question I asked in the press conference of him that was on Zoom was, "So, give me an example of a contract anywhere in the country that you think right you think we're not because remember the idea that you could just completely evaporate a teacher's contract and suddenly be you know uh, in, in a no union." situation it's just that's not realistic in rhode island right that's not gonna happen at least not you know anytime soon and so i always do think like okay so show me the example is there a contract in indiana that you would say is the best contract there is couldn't really do it and i think that's right i mean you know he he uh he really struggles to get past um you know, the, the, the very basics. And the, the, the truth is, and I, I think I wrote this in my column, I do think the mayor had a point. I think yeah. that this contract without um, any sort of real public process, and I don't mean public voting, that's not what I mean. What I right. mean is in normal cases, the public, and by the way, journalists can go to the city council meeting. You can listen to the debate over a vote or over a contract you can get a copy of, you know, what we call a fiscal note, which shows you how much something is going to cost, stuff like that. These are basic, basic things that, you know, in a lot, I mean, John, how many people call you in different communities that are these, you know, the, the sort of the gadfly types that, you know, always want to tell you, oh, my God, in Jamestown, you won't believe this contract yep. in Warwick, right? Yes. Communities all over the, the state have this. And in this case... There's there's the teachers union. They get to ratify. They get to vote on the contract. And there was no flip side. There was no, you know, the commissioner is even going to sit around and answer all of your questions or the governor's going to come out and, and answer, you know, basic questions. There's no legislative process. And and so that's where I say, you know, the mayor, I think, was right about the issues that he was drawing where the, the mayor is a bit hypocritical or at least he's grandstanding is, again, the mayor hadn't the, the first time the mayor talked about the teacher's contract, he still hadn't even read it yet. Wow. And so, you know, when, that was Wednesday when they were having the, the, huh. pre, the, the press conference. He had not Oof. seen it. And so, huh. you know, the idea that unimaginable, the idea that it's a bad contract without CNC even would have had that. CNC would have had it. CNC would have CNC would have had it for sure. You know, Dan McGowan, I could even answer part of the question. I remember early on, Afonte Green, when asked about it, she said, well, for starters, it should be less than 10 pages. That's right. I think it's 53. I remember when Frank Gallo gave me the Central Falls contract, it was 91 pages. And I still mentioned that there's a local college president that called me up and said, my, my contract, head of a university, is three pages. That's right. People, 53, 91, like absolute insanity. But he couldn't even you know, put that out. But what what a conclusion to the John Hopkins report of who would have thought that two years ago when this whole thing started and this is the moment and everything else and all the meetings and hours of negotiations and boom, it just kind of went off in a whimper. And in the end, they he lost the momentum that, that they did initially have uh, with Infante Green, with all those community meetings and Governor Amundo, and he was criticized for going to Hawaii. 
And in the end, it was it seemed like almost a non-event at uh, Roads of the Patuxent, as then they just got their new deal. Sounds like a good one too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly a good one if you're a teacher. It's a, yeah. it's a great deal if you're a teacher. You're getting three thousand more dollars. You're getting lots of yep. you know. You're getting minor raises. They're not significant, but they're raises. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you're right. I, this is uh, if the mayor thought that last week was an effort to kind of make the conversation be about children it, the only children that were, were being talked about was him right it right. was about him it was about his governor's race it was about a fight with the governor um you know truthfully uh you know as somebody who really likes this stuff i love education reporting you know there there has not been enough conversation about the contract because it's all been overshadowed by this mayor and by the way there's now there's no reason to have a conversation about the contract it's in law it's it's done it's a done deal uh and so now you're stuck dealing with it for the next you know through the 2023 school year so basically the next governor this will be one of the first things that they get handed to them for a new contract but um yeah this was not uh this was not a good ending to a conversation that i can remember you and i talking about two years ago about boy you know, this commissioner, she's the real deal. She's got people coming out in the, you know, in the heat, in the gyms yeah. in the summer to, to, to talk about this. Well, yep. it's, you know, that may have, you know, came in with, with a lot. And now it's very much, I think, fizzled is, is the best way to put it. Folks, another quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today. 401 401- 431-2300, MEGA, MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300, 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, I just want to follow, finish up on Mayor Lorza, but um, there's a political consultant I talked to that said uh, he he was working with a very tall politician. It was kind of awkward, but they used to train him that whenever he's going to enter a room and he didn't know a lot of people, they would have him stand next to, and this sounds mean, but the shortest person in the room. <laughs> and then as you're looking, because the guy was like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, it really like, wow, look how tall that guy is. Right now, Mayor Lord's in danger where, to me, you, you're now starting to see it is just a pile on. Everybody's lining up. As I said yesterday, Governor McKee, he is in no way shy uh, about taking shots at, at the mayor. I, you're going to hear more about the mayor. Krantz is starting to do it. The police union are attacking him. Uh, he, the 195 land was taken away from him. The schools were taken away from him. Um, he is uh, he he's becoming a little bit of a solitary man here. Yeah, you know, it is uh, it, it, rem- it reminds you. And, it, and these are weird politicians to be comparing it to because they had different problems. But, you know, remember sort of the end of President Trump, like after January 6th, where lots of people felt very free to say, you know, how they felt or how they wanted people to think they felt Um, to some degree and not even remotely the same thing. But you think about the New York governor, right? Lots of people now feel very free to say he should be impeached. He should sit down. He's got to go. This is that, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about just a little while ago, John. Mayor Lorza has this very small and shrinking group of friends, supporters, staffers, and nobody else, right? It's not like he has, you know, it's not like the charter schools were standing with him last week to say, no. you're right about this. Uh, and, and it's not like the, uh, you know, use, fighting with the police, right? It's not as though the, the progressive defund the police folks are standing with him either. So he's kind of on a, you know, by himself or, you know, with, a, with very few people. And I think it becomes easier 
the more everybody does it. So, you know, you're not seeing anybody um, you know, step up to say, you know, you're not seeing Congressman Cicilline saying, you know, it's hard being the mayor of Providence. And, I, you know, I support Mayor Lorza for, you know, all he's all he's doing, all he's trying to do. You're not seeing any public official come out in, in any way no. stand with him. And then privately, you know, people are laughing. People are laughing at the city of Providence or laughing at the mayor's office. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think it gets worse. I think you, you said it, you know, I think you're going to start to see other mayors really take swings. He's never had good relationships at the state house. Uh, even, you know, he and John Igliozzi, the city council president, um, you know, have never really gotten along. But even the city council president now feels like, OK, this is a moment where I can look yeah. like a bigger man. And it, he had that's, a great line with being governed by social media. That that's was right. A really good line. Yeah. And by the way, he's he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. He's not wrong so. at all about that. That's how this works now. Bonigliozzi governs by social media just as much as anybody, but his point is right. <laughs> Dean McGowan, uh, Kate Coyne McCoy, Democrat strategist, folks, uh, said she hopes uh, Lindsey Graham basically come some playoff on that, asking for a friend dies of COVID. Another thing came out. Do you think she makes it? Were you surprised that Speaker Sakachi came out and basically laid it out that he was going to let her stay? And then Governor McKee was a little more tentative and said he's going to meet with the senate president any any thoughts on that what are you hearing on that i'm surprised that she hasn't already either stepped yeah. down or been fired i think that was and i think you uncovered you know another tweet that she was yes you know inappropriately talking about republicans the interesting thing here people are going to be surprised to hear this but you know or maybe not but in in the in the u.s senate in particular despite everything all how polarizing everything is you you got to know that there's only a hundred of them and they, they, they're strange bedfellows up there. Yes. And people should know, you know who one of Lindsey Graham's best friends in the U.S. Senate is? Jack Sheld- Reed. No. Oh, Sheldon, Sheldon Whitehouse. Sheldon Whitehouse. Whitehouse. Yes. Sheldon Whitehouse and Lindsey yeah. Graham are actually buddies. And it's because they can wrestle on the floor. And sure, you know, has Whitehouse distanced himself because Lindsey Graham tied himself to President Trump, all that stuff. Of course. But they are buddies. And, yeah. and, and Reed has plenty of buddies on the Republican side. And so I think what, what I'm a little bit surprised is you're not seeing more of the power, play, the people that matter in right. Rhode Island Democratic politics kind of step up and say, hey, this has got to go. My guess, though, is uh, that happens behind the scenes, right? It, this yeah. is, it's easy to make the call to, uh, to, to Chairman McNamara if you're reading, you know, even McKee. Can, can kind of say, hey, this is a distraction. It looks terrible. He, she's got to go. And I'd be yeah. stunned if, you know, if a few months from now we're talking about her remaining with the party. I, I'd be stunned if, if next week she is yes. out. Do you think that's like a Friday at five o'clock type of little release that goes yeah, out? Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on to, to, you know, different endeavors or something like that. Yeah, yeah at five something. o'clock. At, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan McGowan, I once, but I moderated a debate at Warwick Mall with her and Langevin when they were running for the congressional seat. <laughs> I moderated that on my show. Four people at the Warwick Mall. I set that up. Was, was, that, an- was that Angel Tavares too in that race? He was. Yeah. yeah. I was, I, um, that was the first debate I ever did. Now, also, folks, um, Dan McGowan, this story of uh, and your colleague uh, did a fantastic job, Maya from Warwick. I mean, that just shows the dangerousness of Providence, of someone. There's no other way to describe it. Wrong place, wrong time, standing on Oldie Street, which that that part, there are nice houses around there. If you go way down, keep going north up the hill, Governor Raimondo Morris runs right off of Oldie. For her to be standing there, granted late, but, oh, my God, a random drive-by shooting and takes the life of a 24-year-old girl from Warwick. Heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this is when things get real, right? Yeah. Uh, when, when, when a young woman who is clearly not the intended target, no. you know, is, is, is killed, this is when people start to really get, you know, nervous. And you're right. Don't undersell this. Only Street is not that far away from Morris Avenue, where, no. where Governor Raimondo used to, I guess she used to live because she sold the house. But, um, uh, you know, that is not, people say, oh, well, over there, Camp Street, it's bad. It's, you know, it, not really, that is not the, the neighborhood you remember 25 years ago. No, uh, You know, it's, it's 
very gentrified, all that kind of stuff. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a place where you go get bagels and coffee and, yeah. uh, and for that to happen. Uh, yeah. It's a, you know, I saw, I think you, you were tweeting, you know, you're now seeing up to, you know, $15,000 yes. uh, uh, reward yeah. and you really hope, I mean, one thing I'll say about the Providence police for all the attacks that are, you know, that are levied on them and you know, for all the at times mistakes that get made, Providence police, when they can be solely focused on something, when they can really put resources in. You remember years ago when the young uh, Inus Vargas was, was shot and killed, yes. 12, 12-year-old kid. The work that went into that to solve that murder uh, was really just inc- impressive, incredible work. And so you hope that the same kind of thing happens here because – uh, yeah, this is this is the first time, John. You and I talk about crime every once in a while. This is the first time in a while, though, that I think, unfortunately, a homicide really broke through to people. I'm getting calls from the east side where where people yes. are very, very nervous about you know the state of the city right now. Yeah, no, without question, folks. I start my day each day with I get an email roadmap today it brings out and I'm glad you wrote about that because I've seen people fly over the Pell Bridge my god there's no speed I've seen people going clearly up to close to over 100 miles an hour uh but I start the day with roadmap and right now Dan McGowan if you'd be so kind to extend this offer to anyone listening and they get it free yeah and there's what's fun about it is I get to kind of be creative and kind of uh, really dance around on topics. So today we're talking about speeding on the Pell Bridge. Yesterday it's the campaign finance reports. So you get to you get a real kind of uh, you know from very kind of a high level conversation to sort of you know a, a local fun stuff that 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 I try to do. And the best way to get it is very simple. It's completely free. You just have to send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com. Rinews at globe.com and everything you get, you know, you, you get all new stuff from me. You get all the reporting from the globes team uh, in Rhode Island. So that profile on this young woman that was killed, things like that, lots of political coverage. Uh, and then you get kind of a roundup of where everybody else is, uh, you know, where's the governor today? What's happening is a bill being signed, that sort of thing. So rinews at globe.com and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow. Dan McGowan, great job. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you again. Talk soon. Thanks, John. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today. 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain. 401-272-3340. I can breathe clearly now. My mask is gone. Nothing but a big smile for all to see Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air my lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. 
Calvino. Call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there... You can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401 401- 305-3585. It's my health. Right in that old white church, di- diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, it's my health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, Octave Skin Brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas, it's my health where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skincare products, hair care, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401-305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal. Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401 888 Six eight eight zero five one seven. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway. 401-688-0517. And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal. 401 Six eight eight zero five one seven.